1: This is My Thought in One Take, a part of the Ben Burnett Show Empire. Welcome into the Ben Burnett Show. This is My Thought in One Take, Alliances. Over the course of the last week, you have seen issues even amongst NATO countries like Turkey who have issued very stern warnings to our friends in Israel. Turkey has said at any moment that they are willing to come and defend their friends in Palestine. Palestine. I don't blame anybody for how they feel. I'm clearly on the other side of that argument, but there's a bigger fundamental problem. Turkey is a charter member of NATO. And Article 5 of NATO says that if one of the countries in NATO is attacked, that all of the other countries must come to their defense. NATO for a long time, Turkey included, were very in favor of relatively agnostic, Western democracy-loving practices. But nothing lasts forever. You saw in recent days the United States offer a resolution to condemn the Hamas attacks at the U.N. That couldn't pass. You saw Russia offer their own resolution to condemn events that happened a month ago, but there's too much geopolitical politics. In my mind, at the end of World War I, NATO was a well-intentioned idea. And I want to be very clear about one thing. I am not an America first guy in the way that Donald Trump presented it to you. Because nothing really changed. Did he alter the way that he leveraged aid? Yes. Did he use that for sometimes nefarious purposes to prop up his own potential business interests? Yes. But it's time to look at who we want our friends to ultimately be. The largest economy in the world at the end of 2022 belonged to the United States, and it is number one by a sizable margin. At the end of 2022, the United States had a nominal GDP in current dollars, of nearly $26 trillion. That also means that our national debt exceeds one year's total GDP. That is something that has happened in the last decade. To be honest with you, that is something that has happened in the last five years. If you skip down the list, number two is China. What would today be about $19 trillion? And they are seeing economic problems. Three is Japan, four is Germany, five is India. And by the end of this decade, India will swap places with Germany. They've got a billion people. They are open for business with absolutely anybody. The UK is six, France is seven, Russia is eight. The difference between the United States at $26 trillion and Russia is that they have a total GDP of less than $3 trillion. One of the points I make to you all the time are that hungry people are not ultimately loyal because they're ultimately loyal to not being hungry. Do they have some nationalistic pride? Yes. Do they have a state-run media that feeds them certain narratives? Yes. Going down the list, number nine is Canada. That is one of the largest trading partners in the world with the United States. 10 is Italy. 11 is Brazil. 12 is Australia. 13 is South Korea, who we love. 14 is Mexico, and they are growing. 15, Spain. 16, Indonesia. 17, the Saudis. 18, the Netherlands. 19 is Turkey, who we have real problems with today. They don't even have an economy that exceeds a trillion dollars. 20 is Switzerland. 21, Poland. 22, Argentina, 23, Sweden, 24, Norway, and 25, Belgium. Belgium, coming in at 25, has a total GDP of less than $600 billion. Here's what I believe the solution is. I think you take countries that are freedom-loving, that have relatively agnostic forms of government. And yes, I include the United States in that. We govern with good policy for free trade because we govern for good policy and free trade. It ain't any harder than that. But if you'll take my word for it and you look at the top 25 countries, there are only a handful that I wouldn't take. And I would make the United States world and global alliance a lot smaller than it is today. If I counted the largest 25 countries in the world by GDP, there are seven that I do not want in my alliance. China being the biggest and Argentina being the smallest. I think we should tell all of those people that they ought to just take their BRICS alliance, see what their economy looks like, and I would seek every means necessary to eliminate them as a trade partner. Do I think that that would make for an uncomfortable decade in the United States? Yes. Do I think that that would make for an even more uncomfortable decade in those seven countries? Absolutely. The United States is making very strategic investments in chipsets so that they can get away from China and the intellectual property thievery that takes place the united states has every opportunity to increase its energy production you've seen in the state of georgia in the last year we've brought a nuclear reactor online has the ability to power almost 20 percent of all the households in the state of georgia it's clean so it checks that box the reason that i think that makes sense is that you would take countries that are favorable to the united states when it benefits them like Saudi Arabia, who is in the top 25, and you can quit buying their oil. We have the ability to produce oil and natural gas to last a long time, while the United States has the ability to invest in wind and nuclear and solar energy. You've seen it everywhere. However much energy you think the United States needs today, it needs a lot more of it. As the world becomes more dependent on chipsets, investing in those assets protect our national security. But I want to bring it back to you for one reason. The greatest way to hurt somebody is to stop doing business with them because then people have to go home and they no longer have jobs. And if the United States takes its most robust economy in all of the world and it bands together with the 18 other countries that I outlined, you cover the four corners of the earth. And from that point forward, I would issue an RFP, a request for proposal, to every other country in the world and say, you're either with us or you're either with them. And I would force India to make hard choices. And I would force countries in the South Pacific to make hard choices, like the Philippines, who at certain points have been friendly with the United States, and at certain points have been friendly with China, and at certain points have now become more friendly with the United States because of how China has chosen to treat them. The UN and NATO at this point are absolutely useless. And I'll take that yet another step further. Turkey, as a NATO member means that the United States would have to come to their defense if they were attacked by someone outside of NATO. I have three children who every single day approach getting one step closer to draft age. I am not in favor of sending my three children overseas to defend a country that has tried to play its loyalties to China and Russia and the United States. I'm not going to do it. I don't like that they're a theocracy. I don't like the fact that President Erdogan has continued to stick his thumb into the eye of the entire Western world because he ultimately wants to be loyal to the Arab world. I don't blame the man for how he feels, but that is an individual that I am not willing to stick up for at all. And President Biden has another thing coming. This is going to be the front and center issue in a 2024 race. And the Democrats have run so far to the left when times were good over your school boards and transgender rights and clean energy that they forgot what the actual issues to American leadership means on a global stage. And if you want to know what it is, it is about economic growth and strategic alliances and trade partners. It's been another episode of The Ben Burnett Show. Have a great day, everybody.